Good evening and welcome to the Law Report. My name is Michael Matoning Bill. It's very good to be with you this Wednesday evening where once again we talk issues of law and a special thanks to Mapaseka Mukweli. Trust that you've enjoyed that show. Um, and as she as she exits the room, uh, she's back again with you tomorrow, um, seven until eight, as she always is from Monday to Thursday. So you can always uh, look forward to that. Mapaseka, you can't kiss me as I try to introduce myself. <laughs> All right, so what do we have for you tonight? We have two things for you tonight. The second part, we're talking about property. And in the first part, we're talking about gambling. And there's a, a, an amendment bill seeking to make some changes insofar as the, the gambling landscape. And uh, uh, so you can look forward to some of that. You know that there was a presentation in Parliament where this bill was adjudicated. But you want to stay tuned. Not just for the gambling part, but you want to stay tuned for the property part because not only are we going to be telling you about property opportunities, we're also going to be telling you about some of the planning uh, progress that has happened as a scheme. You'll remember that uh, I think two, two, two weeks ago, we spoke about, um, about developments insofar as a new uh, town planning scheme coming into uh, effect and it now has. That's our show tonight. Know your rights, know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuining Bill. All right. As always, you can give us a call if you have any interest, whether it's an interest on, on, on matters relating to gambling uh, or property for the second part. The number to dial 86 You can always uh, follow me as well. The Twitter handle is at Matuining Bill. At Matuining Bill, that's my Twitter handle. Let me introduce my guests. Uh, uh, in fact, let me, let me allow you gentlemen to introduce yourselves, but most importantly, the organizations that you, 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 you represent. Let me start on, 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 the, far, on the far left. Uh, good evening, listeners. Uh, my name is Onkwazi Mashamaite. I'm from the Department of Trade and Industry, Director Responsible for Gambling Law and Policy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us, Ndata Mashaite. Good evening. Uh, my name is Temba Ngobese. I'm with the Casino Association of South Africa. And uh, thanks for hosting us. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, you know, sometimes we, we, we engage with issues of gambling from a consumer point of view, but we never quite get the other side. And, 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 and of course, in the law report, we've had sort of a show where we, we try to analyze how the industry works insofar as even small businesses, township businesses. So I hope we get to, to touch on that in the, in the 20 minutes that we have. Let me start with the bill that was in Parliament. What was happening in Parliament and where are we in terms of process? Okay. Um, yes, we have tabled our National Gambling Amendment Bill yeah. uh, in Parliament and uh, the Portfolio Committee for Trade and Industry was conducting public hearings in the past week. Mm-hmm. And uh, yesterday, the Department of Trade and Industry was replying to the input received from the the, the stakeholders uh, on, on the bill. But the bill is uh, actually, the focus area currently is just the reconfiguring of the National Gambling Board to restructure it so it becomes the National Gambling Regulator that will operate under a CEO without a board structure. L- let me understand the situation as it now operates. I know that there's the National Gambling Board yes. and there's, for example, the Gauteng Gambling Board and yeah. various other provinces. Yeah. For those that, that, so, that don't understand how that works, what is the current relationship between the national the and the various provincial gambling boards. What's their respective roles? Okay. Um, gambling is actually regulated in terms of the constitution and the constitution has actually um, 
is, is actually creating a concurrent competency mm -hmm. uh, between national and provincial governments. And uh, at national, we have the National Gambling Board that basically sets the norms and standards. And uh, our National Gambling Board will conduct oversight on province, provincial uh, authorities mm -hmm. who are responsible for licensing and compliance monitoring. They're also responsible for detecting illegal and licensed gambling operators in, the, in their respective provinces. The National Gambling Board inspectors can be called when provinces are struggling to deal with illegal uh, unlicensed gambling uh, in their respective provinces. But throughout the National Gambling Board will conduct oversight. Our minister is responsible for national policy. Mm -hmm. And uh, the provinces are also responsible for their respective policies that must be aligned with the national norms that is in the National Gambling Act. Further, the National Gambling Act has established the National Gambling Policy Council where minister sits with MECs to do policy coordination because of concurrent competency mm -hmm. and that's where they actually have to sit at least twice in terms of the legislation uh, in a year mm -hmm. uh, to discuss those issues that that is just to ensure coordination and alignment of policy throughout the country I, i'll come back to to some of the some of the proposed uh, uh, changes to to the current legislative landscape uh, landscape but let me invite uh Ngobesa to come in here and 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 i know that um you you have sort of come up with a report and and maybe just describe this report and what does what does it seek to address and what are some of the issues that it it, it deals with just to sort of place it in context no thank you uh, we released uh, what we call uh, the savvy of uh, casino entertainment in south africa mm -hmm. it's a 2018 version we do this annually and we've done it for a number of years and basically we do the report for two main reasons mm -hmm. one is so maybe just to place so you you sort of this report is by the association of of or casino association of correct. south africa so you represent the, the the casinos that are members of of this association correct i, I should have mentioned that um casa as we um call it um is a, a voluntary association of licensed casino operators mm -hmm. it is not a government body um it's it's uh, a, a, an organization of uh, private operators sure and uh, we, 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 and then the members um, are the ones that fund it and uh, and and um, pre prepare the report on behalf of on behalf of the industry. Mm -hmm. Its purpose is really two, twofold: first, to 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 inform and educate the the public, so that uh, we place uh, the local casino industry um, and uh, within context in this economy in this uh, economic ecology of, of South Africa, mm -hmm. so that people understand how much and what does this industry contribute to the local economy. And the second one is to provide. Um, research-based uh, information so that when we enter into discussions we we are informed uh, from an informed uh, position and we dispel a number of, of misconceptions that people have usually ab about casino gambling and and this industry what what sort of how big is it from a from a revenue generation point of view it's, it's, it's much bigger uh, obviously just the casino sector alone mm -hmm. um, generates or at least generated in the end at March 2018 18.5 billion it's much bigger than that because you have other operators so I think it should be about 25 billion so just your, your members alone are 18.5 and, and that's quite a that's yes. quite a sum it's, it's, huge. Yeah. it's huge and okay so now so now there's this bill that, that that's that's coming in how does it affect your members as CASA 
And, uh, well, obviously, there's a number of provisions that the original bill would have intended to deal with. Mm-hmm. It ended up eventually dealing with two matters because that's what Parliament decided to do. Yeah. Parliament has a prerogative as to which provisions they want to entertain. Mm-hmm. And I think, obviously, with the fifth administration coming to an end uh, in the beginning of next year, they decided that they will to look at two issues. Sure. One was the one where they're converting what is called the National Gambling Board to the National Gambling Regulator. And the second one was to deal with the National Gambling Policy Council, which is the MINMEC that uh, Mr. Mashamete was talking about. Mm. With respect to the National Gambling Board, obviously we have a different view. Um, yes. Obviously coming from uh, the corporate world, uh, we, we, we don't see how you could then uh, dispense with the body of men and women who have specific skills and experience that can make uh, informed and rounded decisions because, you know, they come from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Usually you'll have an accountant there, lawyers there, social social uh, policy people, so that you have, you have tourist-related people and business people, so that you come up with very informed decisions. Now, you take that away you replace that with a CEO and a deputy maybe, and then that person, you know, one individual sitting at National will then um, have the prerogative of interrogating mm-hmm. and changing decisions that are made by um, uh, a body of, of men and women that have the necessary experience, skill, and, 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 and exposure to, to what gambling policies are. We don't think that works. Sure. It will certainly compromise the regulation because um, what uh, has not been mentioned is that in each province, there is a board. Mm-hmm. So, all these provinces would have a, a gambling board sure. for, for short to, to make it simpler and shorter. And now those people take decisions and they are, they are composed of at least between seven and ten uh, bodies of men and women that make those decisions. Now, those can't really be now be interrogated by one individual sitting at national. It just doesn't make governance sense. Sure. And, and, and is what, what is, is, is what has been contemplated in the bill to to sort of remove the boards of all the provincial um, uh, 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 sort of uh, uh, provinces or, or is it a national? Because, you know, yeah, I, I think that would sort of, uh, your point your point would sort of be a little bit scary if, if boards of, of nine provinces are being removed yeah. and, and, and are centralized. Yeah. Because uh, the, the, the dispensation currently is provinces are independent Correct. of national. So we are responsible for the National Gambling Act that actually deals with the National Gambling Board. So it is the National Gambling Board that we are removing the board structure from. Yeah. And uh, it's only going to be under the CEO. But to address what uh, the concern from Ndadengobes, we have actually recommended that there should be a committee the current bill that is in parliament mm-hmm. that there should be a committee of, of of independent people that will be appointed by minister to assist in cases where the the boards in provinces have made certain recommendations so that they are not only reviewed by one person that that committee will actually assist the ceo to come up with a better approach and it will be a committee of experts in the field mm. But the, the question still remains. You, you want to come in? I think, I think yeah, two, two things I think that we need to clarify is that the, the bill does not contemplate removing any of the, of the, nine, provi- of the nine provincial boards. Mm-hmm. So they will remain. It's just the changes at national level. All right, so, so, that's, so it's the only concern, in respect to the, the, the... Correct. Right. So and that's why the concern is that why would you have, for example, a, a decision made by 10 people in, in Gauteng yes. being questioned by one individual sitting at national? And if, if you introduce the committee... 
then you, you are basically admitting or conceding. You, 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 are, you are calling it. You are putting a board and calling it a committee. Calling, <laughs> putting, a, putting a board and calling it a committee, and and it just doesn't make sense. What in that? How Because this committee is not is not going to be sitting. Uh, more like a board structure it will be called as and when to deal with those issues that are contagious that like we have indicated but the overall running of the national gambling regulator will be under the the the, the auspice of the ceo so the concession is that you do need a, a committee something there's complicated issues where you need <laughs> it, it, it is to deal right. with those aspects and 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 it's not it's not necessarily to, to to run the whole organization the whole organization will be run by the ceo but to create that comfort but isn't it that they didn't run it in, it in, is, not, uh, is I, i'm sorry i, I interrupted you but yeah. isn't it that they're not running it yes. they are exercising um, uh, oversight over over them. The CEO is running. The CEO would be the executive person. That, 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 that so, so so then it, it sort of it sort of is the same function as as the committee, isn't it? Because they're not running it, as would the committee not be running it. They are exercising oversight over it to ensure that the CEO that there's there's measures, and that's why you'd have an accounting authority as opposed to an officer. Yes, um, the, the the committee yes will be assisting to. To consider those issues that are affecting provinces right. where the boards would have made decisions right. but it is not everything that the national gambling board will be dealing with that that is actually impacted uh, impacting on the provincial boards and that is exactly where the ceo will be running affairs uh, alone now that's the first bit of of what the bill seeks to do what's the second bit what what's the um, the, the, the other one is the National Gambling Policy Council. Yes, uh, we having an issue of quorum. So uh, we don't we don't understand what what oh. the, 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 the council is <laughs> this currently. Is the, this is a forum where minister and MBCs responsible for gambling in the provinces across all provinces meet uh, annually at least twice in a year. Yes, to discuss issues of gambling policy alignment and, and coordination. The, the, the aim was to say because the constitution created a concurrent competency that we should not have a fragmented approach where each province have their own way of running things. It should actually try to be coordinated and this is exactly at that level where we are dealing with those policy issues. It will deal with conflict as well where there is. So the, the national gambling policy has been struggling to reach a, a a quorum mm. most of the time there will be cancellations of attendance during the day of the meeting and because it probably would be very difficult to get it, 10 politicians yes so we have actually recommended in the bill that uh, if there is no quorum the first meeting will pass but in the next meeting if the same thing happens the members in attendance will make a decision uh, based on that and it will be a binding decision um we we have actually tried the round robin of documents uh, so that provinces can actually have a say and and recommend before decision can be taken in that way but the the difficulty is the the very few respond to that process and it hasn't been very successful and right. as a result that's why the better approach that was resolved at a, a correct meeting of the national gambling policy council was that le let's rather have it yeah. but i mean that's that that's way. that's very much consistent with sort of even company laws yeah. as they exist where if you're not getting a quorum you can have a forced quorum yes. where, where members present become the quorum i don't imagine you have a problem with that 
said, well, we do. <laughs> <laughs> just to wrap up the issue of the national gaming rate, it's very simple, you know, we have a solution. Yeah. You just uh, equip the board, because the, the fact that there was problems with the previous board doesn't mean that there'll always be a, a problem, you know. Yes. You, the fact that you have a problem with the minister, you don't shut down the whole department sure. or not appoint a minister. You yeah. simply yeah. remove the minister and have a new minister, and right. that's what needs to happen with the national gaming board, but then that's the first one. Yes. Then on the issue of the quorum is, it might be different, you know, it depends on what you deal with um in, in in companies usually talking money and, and and doing things and you know all the business things in this case is you talking for to give to give a crude example is um so if there's no quorum you're saying in the next meeting if there's two bodies seated there they will be making a decision on national policy and that's because that's what they told that they deal with they're dealing yes. with policy issues yes so they could decide in that meeting that actually maybe we don't need as many um uh, casino licenses maybe we need 10 isn't it that some decision is better than no decision i'd rather live in a world where a decision gets made on issues as opposed to an indefinite indecision because that's probably you, you don't you don't always solve political administrative problems with legislation which is what which is what the department is doing now now let's talk about um uh, your report i know that your report focuses on 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 more broader issues perhaps take us through some of the salient ones no thank you uh, there's a few highlights to to mention mm -hmm. obviously year on year in the year ended march um 2017 we we follow the government calendar because uh, that's where we get licenses from mm -hmm. and then license so we aligned our year to that so um, the end at March 2017 we had made um, 17.8 billion in terms of gross gaming revenue sure um, it had regressed from the previous year by a percentage point of 1.8 percent so we 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 are not in a good space last year right this year was slightly better um, because the revenues did, did go up by 3.5 percent to 18.5 billion but the problem is that obviously we're moving for from a slow base so we, we we're not we're not quite flourishing yes but at least we're not regressing sure. which is which is a good thing now of that money um we we would then pay about 7.7 .7 billion um to suppliers for materials and services uh, which leaves us with what we call um value created by the industry in a particular year mm. so this year it stands at 16.4 billion and uh, of that then it's then it goes to the various stakeholders the, the four quick ones is government so of the 16.4 billion million billion that we make 37 percent of that goes to government mm -hmm. in the form of various taxes and levies mm -hmm. um it's a figure of six six 6.1 billion which is not no mean feat in the current state where we can't collect as much and just to contextualize that i know when we're talking offline in addition to taxes that every other company of pays course. You, you indicated yes, that we, you we you know the six point, the figure of 6.1 billion is we is, is now a, a global figure um mm -hmm. it's divided into various um, um subcategories mm -hmm. so it includes gambling tax mm -hmm. corporate tax obviously that we pay like everyone else vat and other uh, levies that that you pay um whether it's um rates and uh, taxes etc yes. it's, it's a global figure for the year we've, we've collated it it's a 6.1 billion for for the for the year ended march 2018. That's the first, and, the first. And, and I think the numbers are, are, are interesting f specifically uh, in the sense that if you look at the population and you try to work that out sort of gambling per, per adult, you know, per capita, it, it kind of paints a very healthy, um, a healthy depending on your views on gambling, but, <laughs> but healthy numbers if you look at it strictly from a commercial sense. Uh, in so far as the amount of gambling that, that goes on, if you consider that, I think we have something like I don't know, uh, what is it, uh, 18 million adults yep. in, in South Africa. So that, that's sort of a healthy sum. 
No, it is. It is. We we can't we can't say um, the, the business is not worth it. It is yeah. worth it. Yeah. It's just that obviously it's not as it's not as uh, doing as. It, and and just you might not have this as a number. Uh, you know, just looking at what what the government is trying to do to attract um, uh, money into the country, um, not just through investment, but also just through spend. Uh, how much are you? You know, do you have the sort of numbers of how much of it is is tourist and. Uh, uh, or how how much of it does international tourism account for your revenues? You know, it's it's mostly local tourism. Right. You um, in the the money that comes from tourists is really related. It's not it's not gambling money. It relates to um, state hotels. Um, yes. Because we don't operate just gambling. We operate resorts. So there will be hotels, restaurants. Right. Uh, but the it. numbers are for gambling. The numbers the numbers are numbers are for gambling. Right. Yes. Your concluding uh, remarks, and that Masha made before we 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 conclude. <laughs> um, yeah, but we're just hoping that the process in Parliament will actually uh, go smoothly. Yes. Uh, next week there is consideration of all the input that has been received and uh, yeah, hopefully the bill will actually be processed and then next year we will be having a national gambling regulator as opposed to the national gambling board. Well, let me thank you very much, gentlemen. Now, that's my guest, Advocate Temba Ngobese, who is with CASA. That stands for Casino Association of South Africa. Ngobese, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. I think for, for details of our report and, yes. and, and to understand what this industry is about and what it does uh, in its contributions, people can download the full report at uh, kasasa.org.za. Fantastic. That's kasasa.org.za. And then also, thank you so much, Ndata Shamaita is a director of the Gambling Law and Policy at the DTI. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, and thank oh, to your listeners. Fantastic. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, Ndata uh, Julius Sillo uh, is joining us from the city of Johannesburg, and we're going to talk property. And, of course, there's so much to be said about that. Uh, you want to dial in. You want to ask your questions. You want to know what these opportunities are for you to acquire properties in the Johannesburg CBD whole building where you can be a developer, uh, you want to also understand the town planning scheme that has been recently adopted. We're back after this. FM Rewind Podcast.